At the best of times, healthcare can prove challenging to deliver. While demand continues to steadily increase, resourcing may not be able to move at the same pace. And that is where clinical innovation comes in. Looking at things from a different angle, investing in new technology, or supporting the workforce to work at their fullest scope, these projects are the heart and soul of the theme, Solving the Puzzle. Thank you so much for the opportunity to speak today. Uh, I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land that we're meeting on today and pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. I'd also like to acknowledge the excellent speakers that have spoken before me in this session. It's really inspiring to hear some of your work. Okay, so I'm here today to talk to you about the Heart Health Hub. Uh, The Heart Health Hub is a virtual care platform that we've been using in Westmorton Health for approximately two years now. Um, Some of you might be aware that we have a partnership with Philips, um, that we have a MeCare program, so it's been running for approximately six years. The MeCare program services chronic conditions patients who have been identified as high-cost patients to the service. And um, that's been running for approximately six years. It's a motivational interviewing sort of behaviour change model. Um, We were given the opportunity in the Heart Failure Service to uh, leverage off the learnings from MeCare and use the system in a more clinical application. So what we decided to do was use it as a pilot program for identifying heart failure patients who require medication titration, who live rurally and remotely or have difficulty attending clinic because they might have a small baby, they might not be able to drive. We've also found it's been very beneficial during the COVID-19 pandemic. So the requirements of the patient for the program, they need a literacy level of grade seven or higher They need to be able to operate the devices after some instruction. They need to live in 5G coverage area. We supply the internet connectivity so it doesn't cost them anything. Um, They need to be willing and able to engage with the technology and they um, need to be consistent with their appointment attendance and platform engagement. So, as I said earlier, it's a bespoke program Our idea was, can we leverage from the MeCare learnings to ascertain if this system can be used for a more clinical application? Our aim was to adjust medications with patients virtually. Is it safe? Is it efficient? Let's give it a go. Philips provide the biomedical equipment and the biometric data and analysis. They work with us to develop the program and adapt it as we go. So it hasn't been done anywhere before. And Philips um, meet with us regularly to change the surveys, change the background information. And that's been quite helpful. So traditionally, heart failure patients are prescribed evidence-based medications that improve their heart function, slow disease progression, improve mortality and patient outcomes. It's all guideline-directed therapy from CSANS and the European Society of Cardiology, and it pretty much guides everything we do. So medication titration requires close monitoring and the medications need to be adjusted over time because they have significant impacts on patients' blood pressure, patients' pulse. They can make them feel really dizzy and lightheaded if they're increased too quickly and they also significantly impact their renal function. Historically, titration's been done by the patient attending a consultant or nurse practitioner face-to-face clinic 
and it's frequently done on a fortnightly to monthly basis, depending on clinician availability and patient availability. COVID-19 meant all of our face-to-face -face clinics were shut and we were only allowed to see emergency cases. So this uh, Heart Health Hub was a really good option for us to have. We'd been simmering on the idea of the clinic for a while. COVID gave us the opportunity to launch. We weren't necessarily ready to go, but I'm more of a clinician that likes to try things and work it out as we go along. And a lot of my colleagues are more process driven and want to get everything nutted out from the beginning. But I was like, let's jump in with both feet and see how this goes. So the West Morton Health Service, it's 290,000 people and it's expected to increase to 587,000 people by 2036. It's the fastest growing catchment in Queensland. We've got approximately a 10,000 kilometre square metre radius, sorry, from the New South Wales border in the south to Esk and Tugulua in the north and as far west as the bottom of the Toowoomba range. We have the fourth highest presentations cardiac nationally there's high levels of socioeconomic disadvantage and a rapidly ageing population. Our patients see their GPs less frequently. They prefer to go to ED rather than having to pay to see a GP. There's higher than average levels of obesity and smoking, higher than average levels of chronic disease and poorer health literacy. So the Heart Health Hub, the patients get given a point of care device it's a web-based monitoring platform, so it's accessible anywhere. If I have an internet connection, I can review my patients. I've reviewed them here this morning. Um, pay per kit, not per patient. So we pay approximately $200 per month per kit for the monitoring, for the informatics and all of that kind of stuff. So we don't pay for the length of stay that the patient's on. We pay for the kits regardless. We identify patients who would be good for titration, who are rural, and in some cases we do use it for fluid management for patients who do live quite far away from the hospital. The main goals of the program are to deliver and maintain safe and high quality care, to reduce travel time and improve accessibility, to monitor patients closely while titrating. This allows us the opportunity to be slightly more aggressive with our interventions. If we can see their response with blood pressure and pulse and their symptoms, which they answer daily, we can be a little bit more aggressive with the changes that we make. We've been able to demonstrate that we can titrate patients in a timelier fashion. I won't say on average, but it usually takes sort of at least three to four months to get a patient to top dose. And that's best case scenario. With the patients we've had on the hub, we've been sort of achieving that within sort of eight weeks, which has been really promising. Um, it decreased the cost and time to serve the patients, which the bean counters at the hospital like. Um, it increases the confidence of patients adapting to their heart condition because they know that they're, they're being closely monitored and they feel supported because they know that we're checking the hub every day. And we have the opportunity to do research and in innovation despite the pandemic. We're trialling a new model of care to see if it enhances patient outcomes and satisfaction. So these are the devices we give the patients. So once they've agreed to be on the program after we've explained it to them, they get given a tablet, iPad, they get given a Bluetooth blood pressure cuff, a Bluetooth set of scales, and a Bluetooth pulse oximeter. We show them how to use all of this stuff. 
So at the initial home visit to onboard, we instruct them on the device and equipment use. We get their consent, obviously. Um, we get a baseline assessment, and that's usually done by me because I like to do a face-to-face -face initially because I like to listen to their lungs. I like to see how well perfused they are. I like to know what their sort of baseline is. So that enhances my confidence in using the system as well. And once they're set up, we take some measurements and we do a test video call just to show them how we do it. And they have a calendar with daily tasks to prompt them on what they need to do each day. We monitor it each day, so one of the nurses or myself monitors their outcomes daily, and we have a flag system, so if there's a red flag, the girls have to escalate it to myself or the other MP. And we meet with the patients, the nurse practitioners meet with the patients weekly to check their status, titrate if we can. And we send pathology forms and scripts directly to the pharmacies and to their local pathologist. So that's just an example of what we see at the base. And this is an example of their measurements so we can see their trends over time. And then it's in a sort of more easy to read, I guess. Now, the benefits, the daily monitoring makes the patients feel safe. They get weekly follow-up with the nurse practitioner as opposed to fortnightly or monthly in clinic. It reduces the travel time, it's improved accessibility in the current climate. It's been invaluable for us during COVID. It's minimised service disruption. Um, the patients really appreciate the flexibility and responsiveness of the model. So they don't have to take sick time out of their work days. They can go back to work and we can arrange the call in their lunch breaks. We've had truck drivers that are driving their distances to New South Wales and back, pulling over on the side of the road and having our video calls when it suits them. We've had patients who couldn't ordinarily get to a clinic being able to participate in titration. Um, they also appreciate the portability of the model. As I said, they go, can go on holidays. They don't have to be coming into our clinic all the time. And they appreciate the intensive support, particularly in the early discharge phase, because that's when heart failure patients are most at risk of readmission. They feel really supported through their health journey. The issues we've had with the system, it's time-consuming onboarding patients. MeCare usually outsource this to toll. We don't have any any staff allocated to the project, so we just do this on top of our usual workload with the hope that it will enhance efficiency. But when you're starting something new, it is always tricky to implement. And we don't have a project officer, so the nurse practitioners and CNCs, we do all of the workplace instructions. We had to write the model of care. We had to build all of the clinics in ESM, and we're having to do the research as well, which is a good opportunity, I suppose, but it is challenging. We do get some video call dropouts. We um, do know that the accuracy of measurements, anyone knows an automatic machine. We, we'd like to know what the patient's baseline is because the automatic machine can be sort of 20 points either side of the actual blood pressure. So we're aware of that. Um, the process, not what, what, not what, sorry, not knowing what we were doing, we sort of worked it out as we go along, which I'm very comfortable with. Um, but a few of my colleagues weren't so much, and I, come on, guys, we can just do it. Let's work it out. <laughs> and um, outcomes, research to prove our worth. So um, we know that this system is good and it's helping our patients, but being able to prove that and have it to continue, that's time-consuming on top of our workload. So our numbers to date 
Uh, we've had, we only had 10 kits to start with. We now have 15. We started in March 2020. We've had 90 patients complete through the system, 78% male, 22% female, and an age range of 21 to 80%. So of those 90 patients, we've had 74 fully titrated. We had a few that were non-compliant, 11. And then some people found the technology overwhelming, and that's something we've found as we've worked out as we've gone along. We're sort of more picky with our patients in terms of we get to know them first. Will you be appropriate for this? Yes, okay. Is this something that would help you? So it's sort of a mutual agreement. So we've had 191 face-to-face -face appointments so far, the nurse practitioners, and 664 video calls. Uh, so we've saved approximately 1,384 hours of driving time, whether that be for the clinician or the patient. Um, and uh, one full-time nurse practitioner works 1,900 hours a year, so that's a pretty significant saving. Average days on the program, 75. Average video calls, 8. And average face-to-face -face appointments, 2 per patient. Just got some case studies here. I don't know how long I've been talking for. Probably too long. Um, all right. Uh, we had a 45-year-old male. He resides at Brightview, which is an hour and 10 minutes from where we work in Ipswich. We had a weekly video call and daily monitoring. He was fully titrated on all of his medications in 41 days, which is pretty remarkable. He had two home visits and five video calls, and we saved six hours of travel time. We had another patient, 74 years old, resides at Crossdale, which is a two-hour journey. We fully titrated him in 56 days with two face-to-face -face and seven video calls, and we saved 14 hours of travel time. The other thing that we're really quite proud of with the Heart Health Hub is the patient experience. So Philips measure with what's called a net promoter score. So how satisfied the patients are with the health info we give them, how relevant it is for them and how satisfied they are. And they say a positive outcome is 60 or above and our outcome is 95. The patients really respond really well to the system and um, are almost reluctant to come off it at the end. So we've had some favourable feedback. Um, my favourite is the top one. Dr Harrop has said it's the most efficient titration service she's seen and wants it to be re replicated everywhere. Um, we've had a patient who was, was in conscious um, ventricular tachycardia and he put the pulse oximeter on and could see that and called us and we called an ambulance and got them out to him and he came into hospital and had an ICD put in. He attributes the Heart Health Hub to saving his life and he's very grateful. Um, and we, uh, this is an anonymous Heart Value staff member. It's made patient access so much easier and it really has. We do have um, that connection with the patients that we wouldn't ordinarily seeing them once a month in clinic and it has made titrating more efficient. We just need more resources to really help it to shine. So in summary, the Heart Health Hub has had such favourable outcomes that it has been adopted into a hybrid model of care. The suitability for patients is very patient dependent. It's great for some, just perfect, but it hasn't worked so well for others and we're learning that as we go along. And I just want to preface everything I've said by saying 
I'm a nurse and I believe that a lot of the therapy that I provide my patients comes from the connection that I get with them. And sometimes you can't do that over a video. You do need to see them in person. And that's why we've ad adopted it as a hybrid model rather than an all-encompassing model, because sometimes face-to-face -face, there's nothing better. And I'll never preclude my patients from seeing me in person if they want to see me, because we get so much more out of that connection. And that's been an underlying theme throughout today. Thank you so much. Does anyone have any questions? As always, thank you for listening to our podcast and taking the time to learn about the wonderful work of Queensland's frontline clinicians. To continue the conversation, head on over to Facebook, Twitter or Instagram and let us know of any pockets of excellence you think deserve to be showcased. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Clinical Excellence Queensland.